Hi everyone, today we have Hussein Bandakwala. Hussein is an old friend of mine and we worked together almost 15 years ago at a boutique management consulting company. Uh, and in many ways, I, I guess you could say we're cut from the same fabric in terms of how we think about how to solve problems and the importance of really understanding how to deliver on complex solutions. And so Hussein is, uh, is an expert in, in program and project management and setting up PMOs and frankly, in just getting things done and advising organizations on how to do so. So I'm really excited to have him here with us today. And you know what we're going to really focus on today is speaking about what are the challenges you are seeing with delivering products and initiatives. And we're going to talk about that with Hussein, and, and, and we're going to delve into different facets and nuances, and hopefully come away with some insights that folks on that are listening on can immediately take away and start implementing in their organizations to be sincerely, you know, helpful in the day-to-day -day work. Uh, so with that, I'll pause and just turn it over to Hussein. If you could just share a little bit about yourself um, and what you know what you do and where you focus, and then we can go from there. Absolutely, Christian. Well, Christian, firstly, thanks so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate being here. Uh, you know, just as a quick intro, I'm the founder and CEO of Pervoz Consulting, which is a strategic advisory firm focusing on project management. Our goal is essentially making sure that organizations are, are delivering projects as effectively as possible. Some of the ways to do that is to help organizations set up PMOs, optimize them, uh, help organizations uh, with their end of delivery teams with workshops and trainings that are very bespoke and customized and, and very practical and relevant. So not all the textbookish type of stuff, but rather stuff that you can really apply to work immediately. At the same time, a lot of organizations are also looking at opportunities where they want to groom their PMO leaders to take uh, you know, their organization uh, to the next level. And that's where I provide PMO leadership support as well. Uh, I'm also a LinkedIn Learning instructor. Uh, LinkedIn Learning is LinkedIn's online education platform uh, and have a couple of courses on PMOs there as well. Yes, and we're going to add a bunch of links to that in the show notes so everyone can take a look. So, uh, so Hussein, why don't we just jump off um, from one of the quotes that I have from you is uh, PMOs are the master facilitator and grand collaborator. They are the Switzerland of the company. Can you share with me what you mean about that and how that really speaks to, you know, helping deliver on challenges on products and initiatives? Absolutely. So when PMOs are done well, Christian, they are essentially, uh, they have a vantage point like no other in a company. So, you know, PMOs, uh, and again, just for people's context, you know, what I mean by a PMO, when I refer to a PMO, it's, it's, an, uh, it's a role or a function or a department within an organization that's responsible for all things project management. So the way, you know, you have an IT department for all things IT, uh, uh, accounting department for all things accounting, finance department for all things finance, you know, a PMO is essentially a role or a department with an organization that takes care of all things around project management, making sure that the rights that, 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 that there are standards for managing projects, that there is some governance and accountability, uh, that there is you know some level of execution support, 
Um, and perhaps even, you know, the sitting at the strategy table with the executives, making sure that the right things are happening at the right time, the right way by the right people. Um, and so when PMOs are really at that strategy table and, you know, they have a view on, okay, which departments have what needs from a project perspective, which functions or which regions can provide the right amount of resources to help facilitate that, uh, who, which stakeholders have the challenges that uh, are, you know, are, are burning deeply that they really need to get some of these initiatives rolled out. That sort of breadth and depth is something that a PMO usually will have if it's again, like I said, done right and well appreciated within the organization. And when they get to that point, they essentially are able to go ahead and facilitate conversations between those departments to make sure that we are addressing everyone's needs with the right amount of equity and objectivity uh, using data points, some level of empathy and good level of relationship building. And so based on all of this, I've, I've you know, I do believe that you know, the, the, the good PMOs and the great ones are essentially neutral to the organization, enabling fact-based decisions um, very, very objectively, and therefore they are the Switzerland's of an organization. Uh, I, I really appreciate that, Hussein, because it, it comes up for me in the sense of, um, there's always a lot of different stakeholders. There are always a lot of different priorities. Um, and having an entity within an organization to keep uh, clear eyes with respect to all of those things and to help connect the dots and to help deliver. Um, and But also it seems like uh, there's a real big role here uh, because I, I just wanna pick up on one of the words you shared there was empathy. Um, you know, between the different departments and such on getting things done, because uh, inevitably in an organization, you know, there are some things you have to say yes to, and there are some things you have to say no to at a time, you know, and um, that that's tough, you know, and I, I it's coming up in my mind that the, the PMO can serve as that neutral arbiter to be like, look, right now, based on the overall priorities and how this aligns with the strategic objectives, this is the direction we can practically go to get something done that will help push us forward. Uh, it, it, you know, what dawns on me with all of this, though, is that there, there, is, um, there is a very critical aspect of uh, getting things done, you know, and facilitating and such, which seems uh, how shall I say it, just um, a little bit different than what has been shared in the past or what I have heard about um, folks, you know, from a PMP perspective. You know, uh, I think somewhere you said something about, um, someone said to you that monday.com is their way of looking at the PMO. And so there's a very big difference between scheduling stuff, you know, and project plans and all that stuff and actually you know the art of actually getting things done and moving them forward can you get a bit more into that and how how folks should look at 
you know, the specific role from a very like tangible, like, hey, this is what they're going to need to do. This is what their day to day is going to look like. Because I, and I guess I'll pause and just say that I, sometimes I find this to be like a very new concept for folks. And like, there might be some folks in an organization or a group that is de facto taking this on and they're not called that as a, right. you know, and so if you could just shed some light on that. Yeah, that's a great point because a lot of people do get confused uh, between, you know, what a project manager is and what a PMO is or what a, even a, what a PMO leader does. And I usually, you know, think of, you know, relaying it in such a way where there's a bit of a comparison, right? So, you know, for those folks who are, you know, very familiar with the IT world, I think of, you know, your VP of IT versus your best software developer, right? You can't have, you know, you're, you're firstly, you're, there, there's a huge difference between the two. Your best software developer is going to be focused on making sure that whatever projects or whatever work that's been given to him or her is done as best as possible, right? But for VP of IT, the, the, there is, the role is much, much, much more uh, varied, much more broader, in many cases, much more deeper. They may be software development, maybe just one piece of the pie for them, right? So, and not just for the role, for, the, for that one, not just overseeing that one software, one best software developer, but the whole team of software developers, plus database managers, plus architects, plus maybe business analysts, plus infrastructure team, maybe even the security team, and so on and so forth, right? That's just from an IT perspective. If we take a look at it similarly from a finance perspective, you could have a director or VP of finance versus you know, a, a, some financial analysts and, and their roles are, are really, really different again. So it's exactly the same for a PMO leader versus a product manager. A project manager is essentially one person responsible for one or multiple sets of projects and their goal is to make sure that those projects are done on time, on budget, on delivery, on scope, with quality. And you know, if 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 the organization is mature enough, then not only just focusing on that, but also focusing on getting the business outcomes that the projects are set up to be. But for the PMO leader, they're not making they're not just making sure that that project manager's work is is getting done in, in, as best as possible and helping him or her remove the roadblocks that are coming their way, but the entire suite of project managers and program managers or and portfolio managers. And not just that, but also making sure that they are all working in tandem, in concert, in a certain organizational specific way, and not that everybody's doing things their own way, because that essentially results in chaos when the whole point of having a PMO is to bring out the calm within the organization, right? So making sure that those, th that that team is delivering on those things and making sure that they're, they're doing it in a way that is transparent, that is accountable and predictable. That's the role of a PMO leader. In addition to that, once this is done well, and the PMO leader has earned the right of uh, and respect of other stakeholders and the executive leadership within the organization, 
they'll be probably invited to come in and help them navigate through all the different challenges to figure out what are the right initiatives that should that they should be working on. So like you mentioned earlier, you know, there are, every organization has just a finite uh, set of resources. That's people, effort, money, time. And you can't say yes to everything. So what is it that you say no to? PMO leaders can help all the stakeholders figure that out. Yeah. Hey, two things that I'm picking up on from from what you just shared there, Hussein. One is bringing the calm to an organization. Uh, That seems like a really nice thing, you know? (laughs) Uh, You know, and I think that that is, um, that's probably an understated um, outcome from a lot of this. It's like, um, I'm imagining that at all times, at least for any organization that's trying to, you know, really uh, stay ahead of things or continue to innovate or progress, there's always the sense of, you know, you're 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 on one one boat and you're trying to prepare for going to another boat. You know, that's the transformation, right? right? And so right. things wobbly while you're on that and you're trying to make that step and. You know, there, there, there has to be that calmness to figure out how to do that in a way that doesn't have everyone just fall overboard. Uh, exactly. And, um, and I, and I think that uh, there's there's really something to be said about that skill and that manner. And yeah, in some ways, it's coming up for me of the strategy of delivery, right? Because right. you know, you're when <laughs> it's a very, it's like, I'm just thinking of the PMO at the, at the executive table there with all of the executives helping to navigate the complex set of decisions that need to be made to help execute on an overall transformation, a strategic transformation and having that, you know, uh, buy-in at the broader level where the CFO will be like, this guy really needs to be here to make sure we don't screw up and waste a bunch of money, right? Or the CIO might say that, or whoever whoever is at the, the executive table is like, we need this insight on strategic delivery there, right? Um, and also the sense of trying to keep things consistent uh, from a project and program delivery perspective so you could have similar governance so you can have a sense of calmness and everything is an absolute chaos. Um, said, what have you seen as um, some of the biggest um, challenges with actually getting that PMO structure set up? You know, if you were to say, hey, here are the three to five things that I would really recommend that folks think about when setting up their PMO. And, and I'll say this, that uh, I'll put it this way that these are, uh, if you could couch them in like broad terms of like, here are the functional sets of, hey, these are the things we need to be thinking about. So you can at least have those in your mind and they might not go into this pretty perfect PMO that an organization has, but it might come into other groupings or organizational structure with right. organization. Well, I mean, it may not be two to five percent but I can just start sure, with there's a lot. One, 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 core, one core piece yeah. that hinges all of this together. And what I believe is, is the core differentiator between a successful PMO 
and a not successful PMO. And that is change management, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if you have to think of setting up a PMO or even optimizing it as an exercise uh, uh, in change management, right? Because the biggest reason why PMOs don't work, don't are, are, are unsuccessful is because they haven't gotten the buy-in from either the executive leadership or the uh, some of the stakeholders, right? So when it comes to change management, when you're setting up a PMO, you have to think about the fact that these stakeholders need to be first engaged, then their feedback and their inputs need to be understood. Their challenges around project management need to be grasped upon. And essentially as a PMO, you should, you, your role is just to solve for those and nothing more. As you start solving for those in a way that is, you know, organizationally acceptable. And when I say that, what I mean is you're not going, you know, you're not going faster than the organization. You're not, you know, ruffling the feathers right off the bat. You know, you're not shaking the boat per se. Uh, as much as, as, as you need to. And the change that is being brought out with the PMO is, a, is in a way that is easily digestible by the people. So once you start with that, they will start coming to you asking for more, right? So change management is the, is the number one piece that every PMO leader needs to think about. The second thing that the PMO leader needs to really think about is there is no one size fits all PMO. So you may have sat, set up a PMO you know, multiple times in your previous life, or you may have worked within a PMO or multiple PMOs in your past life. Treat this as a, a new PMO setup as a, a completely new endeavor. Don't just assume that all the things that you've done, you just start bringing them in and things will go hunky-dory. It's not how it works. You still have to go to the the stakeholders to understand what their challenges really are. Understand why those challenges exist. Get their opinions on what they think should should happen to solve them. Understand from them why hasn't it been solved so far. And knowing through all of, going through all of this essentially helps build that relationship. So not only are you getting relevant information that you can use to build your PMO, but you're also building strong relationships with your stakeholders. And when it comes down to rolling out the PMO, these stakeholders aren't like, oh, well, this PMO leader is coming and you know, just telling us what to do. No, this PMO leader is actually coming in and helping us solve the problems that we've been trying to solve for all this while. So that change in perspective just changes everything. The, the third thing that I would think about is treating PMO stakeholders in in, in three ways. To me, there are three types of PMO stakeholders. One is the type of uh, stakeholders that the PMO usually reports into, so your executive leadership, etc. cetera. Uh, the second is uh, type is that uh, stakeholders that the PMO report uh, works with, so your peer leaders, your departmental leaders. And the third set is, is the stakeholders that 
report into the PMO. So those are your project managers, program managers, analysts, coordinators, et cetera. And, and that relationship doesn't necessarily have to be direct. I know there are a lot of PMOs where project managers are uh, indirectly reporting into the PMO versus directly reporting to them. And that's totally fine. But you need to treat them as your stakeholders too. And what usually happens is people only, PMO leaders only focus on the first set of stakeholders, which is your executive leadership. Hey, what does the CEO want? What does the chief strategy officer want? What does the CFO want? What does the VP of IT want? But then they don't look at the other sets of stakeholders. Hmm. And when they don't, when they ignore them, especially the last set, which is your project managers, program managers, these are the people who are essentially going to help you uh, execute the vision of your PMO that you're really building, working so hard to build. So it doesn't matter how grand your vision is. If you don't have buy-in from the state, from your, your, your project managers and your coordinators, et cetera, it's all wasted. It's not going to happen. Mm. Right. So that's something that, you know, PMO leaders really, really need to focus on. Right. And I mean, and, and this one goes unsaid, right. I mean, when you look at, you know, any sort of project management, uh, aspect uh you look at any sort of pmo things you have people process tools always coming in right so the order for that for me is literally that people first then process then tools don't worry about the tools don't worry about the templates as much right focus on the people then the process and the tools will follow by themselves so All these right. are some aspects that I think are, you know, in a, in a, at a high level um, that PMO leaders should really think of as they go. Um, and, you know, if change management is, is too much of a buzzword, then really think of it from this way. You need to crawl, walk, run. That's the pace you need to go with, right? And you can't start running or, and you can't expect your organization to start running before, uh, before they're not even crawling. I, I like that a lot. It reminds me of something someone once told me, uh, progress moves at the pace of trust. Um, and um, I love that. Yeah, it's, um, you know, and I think that I, I, as I was thinking about, you know, the first aspect of you that you were talking about around change management um, and the role of, of really moving at the pace of where the team and the different stakeholders are, and frankly, being the one to keep track of where they are not uh, as well, and um, and bringing it up at the right time and the right place to have those challenging conversations to take that micro step forward, right? Um, because you you know it, it it comes up in my mind where you might take you know a bunch of tiny, tiny steps. And then that prepares you to take that bigger leap, you know, where everyone's like, oh, wow, we've made a big change now. But it probably took a hundred small steps to get small to that where you could take that, that big, big leap there. And to have that patience and focus to do that, to not ruffle the feathers. I mean, um, I think there's a lot of wisdom there in organizations, but also probably in our personal lives too, um, that we could probably take from that. Uh, 
So, uh, you know, and one thing I want to say, Hussein, is that it, it, it's dawning on me to, to look at this and, you know, the, you know, what we're talking about here today. And I, I, I'm actually just imagining this of like, you know, someone like, you know, someone like you coming in and, and spending one month with a team to say, here, let's just get this foundation set, you know? Um, and what a difference that would make for a team as opposed to going one month, one year in trying to sort through this, you know, it, it really comes up in my mind that that could really just catapult an organization forward. Right. And, and, and I think that comes down to always this idea of, you know, investing in that initial set of activities and work that needs to be done to help move something forward. Uh, with right. frankly someone who really cares, you know, because you want, you know, it's like you want others to be successful. And, and frankly, I sometimes think that we, you know, it's uh, we're moving in such a, at a time where the pace is so, the velocity is so fast, so high that you have to do these things. Otherwise, by the time you're a year or two down, you're like, oh my God, I, I'm going that direction when I was supposed to be going that other direction. And, and that right. makes all the difference, you know? Exactly. And I mean, that's the sort of mindset uh, my, you know, prospects and clients have when, when they come to me, uh, because, you know, some, some clients admit that they don't know this and then they haven't done this before, but many clients can very well do it. And I know they can do it without me, but they want to make sure that they are not risking falling into common pitfalls that they may not be swayed in another direction. So they, they might benefit from having an outside in perspective. And, you know, they can always benefit from someone who's been doing this, you know, for multiple clients like themselves. And they can, you know, accelerate that journey, right? That's something that, you know, uh, is very, very recognizable. And when I speak to someone, I can really tell, you know, which boat they're in. And oftentimes, uh, you know, they, they might be very capable and they could do it perfectly even without me. But the challenge uh, that they might be having is that they just don't have the time. They don't have the capacity, right? And, uh, you know, this is, a, you know, some of these foundational things as well as, you know, optimizing it or reassessing how they're, how they're doing always becomes a second or tertiary priority. Um, and, and to sort of bring that out and bring it up front that's where, where, you know, they start uh, engaging with someone like myself to really bring that to the foray and, and, and get it done and get it done in a way that can help, you know, uh, help the growth of, you know, their career trajectory, their PMO, as well as the maturity of their team from a linear to a, to an exponential level. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I really do. And I, 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 I so, so appreciate all the, uh, the nuanced things that you're talking about here, Hussein. I feel like we could talk a lot more about this, probably even go into the philosophy of it from a personal, <laughs> professional perspective, uh, which Absolutely. I hope one day. Um, but Hussein, thank you so much for your time here today. You know, we're going to add a bunch of links in, our, in the show notes and... Um, you know, for everyone to take a look at some of the LinkedIn learning courses you offer um, and some of the, you know, articles that 
you know, you've written on the topic that can be helpful to folks. And, um, you know, we really hope that this can just be um, the seed to help folks in, in doing this within the organization, because I, I, I really think that a lot of what you're talking about is so fundamentally important to make the progress that we need uh, individually, collectively, as a humanity, however you want to put it, to move the world forward, right? And these are the skills of this of this next century, frankly, that we need to employ to do what we right. need to do uh, to take on the cha challenges at hand. So, right. uh, I mean, thank you so much for your time, and um, I hope we can do this again. Absolutely, and love being here, Christian. Really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Thanks, Hussein. Bye.